0: Welcome to Argyle Chat, the weekly Argyle podcast brought to you by Plymouth Live Sports Desk.
1: Hello, I'm Stuart James and welcome to Argyle Chat. Joining me today is Chris Serrington and Jack Ball. Hiya chaps. Good morning. It was like a long time since we we're all together to do a podcast. I know it's nice, nice yeah. to have us the three, three of us all back
2: together again, and the uh, dream
1: team as we're known in the office, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> by you, maybe. That's <laughs> by
2: and three is an appropriate number for the podcast today after the scoreline in the Argyle Bradford game on Saturday. Yeah, very much
1: so. Mm. Um, three all draw. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounded like an absolute cracker. Um, probably not what Argyle fans and manager would have wanted. I imagine a scrappy. home win would have been the sort of order of the day, really. Jack, start with you. Um, Start with the negative side then and looking at the defensive side of things. Who's to blame at the moment for our goal conceding so many goals? Derek Adams, Paul Watt and the players?
0: I think it's a bit of everyone, really. I think the recruitment, it's hard to say because we don't know what the budget is. Obviously, there's a certain amount of money, whatever that certain amount is, and that's got to be spread across however many positions you need to buy. But it's quite clear from the amount of goals our goal conceded this season that the defence is not good enough. They concede sloppy goals as well. It's not just high quality of the opposition at all times. Um, we've, we know there's been problems at, at right-back. Tafari Moore and Joe Riley haven't been the best, although Joe Riley has not played too many games. And he's been all right, actually, the last couple of games. Um, better than I thought he would be coming back in. Tafari Moore... Has struggled. He he's, he seems to be quite good, like Ashley Smith Brown, going forward. But the defensive side of his game is 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 not very good quality at all, and it's a bit surprising really, considering where where they've come from. Um, but whose fault is it? Yeah, a bit, a bit of everyone's. I think the players need to do more. You know, coaches often get the blame on managers, um, but. You know, we we all know Derek Adams quite well, and and how hard he puts players through their paces in training. They're not going to be easy sessions. They're not going to be sessions where the players aren't doing a good job. It's very unlike a Derek Adams team. His his teams normally don't concede that many goals, but it comes to a point where, when the whistle's blown at the start of a game, where the players have to perform, and they've just not been doing that. So, um, A uh, a bit of everyone, but it needs to be addressed without doubt.
2: Yeah, Chris. Yeah, well, the January transfer window is not too far away now. And I think that's, you know, the defence is the, is the prime area now for, for Derek Adams to look at, attacking-wise. And we can talk about that in a minute. You know, Argyle aren't looking too bad. But, but defensively, right across the back four, um, you've basically got eight, had eight defenders this season. Two right-backs, two left-backs, four centre-backs. And none of them have really nailed down their place. Um, if you were going to push me, I think Niall Canavan's done OK at the left-sided centre-back. And Gary Sawyer um, was back in the squad on Saturday after being out since late September because of a broken foot. We uh, wouldn't be surprised if he came back in sooner rather than later to add a bit more experience um, to to the back four. Uh, the solution is going to have to be to find some new defenders in in January. I think um, we're twenty one league games in, so we're almost at the midway point. Um, yes, there've been injuries. Um, so the back four has been a bit of a, a revolving door. You're never quite sure who's going to play there. It was the same again on Saturday when Ryan Edwards came into the team because Jan Songo moved into midfield because of the injury to Jamie Ness. Um, so it has been a revolving door. There are reasons and excuses, but you cannot keep conceding the type of goals that Argyle And Jack rightly said... You know, if, if there's screamers from 25, 30 yards, there's not much you can do. Mm. But you look mm. at the first goal, and unfortunately it was Ryan Edwards who was at fault. You know, no one takes any pleasure from seeing the Argyle players make mistakes and, and picking them up on it. But it was a basic mistake where the ball was gone, rolled under his foot and Bradford have gone on and scored from it. And it's been a theme of Argyle all season. You think back to their early season games against Peterborough when they lost 5-1 and Doncaster, and it can't carry on. So if those eight defenders... Can't do the job, then Derek Adams has got to try and find. um, I think um, uh, they need a leader in the back four. Now that might not be easy to find in January, but they are crying out for somebody to boss that back four, and they need to find this season's version of Zach Viner. You know, a young, you know, up-and-coming player who needs a loan spell from a Premier League or Championship club. is is nearly ready to to make that next step just like zach viner was so if you could find a leader and a zach viner and i know that sounds a little bit like Sonny bradley and, and zach viner from last season but that's what Argo are going to need i, I think, think. Um, whether that's achievable practical affordable in jammery, we'll find
0: out but I, I can't believe Derek adams isn't going to Put a, a big priority in trying to sort the defence out. So I think I think part of the problem is that, like you said, you've got eight defenders, and if you bring in another two or three, you've, you've got 10, 11 defenders exactly in your trying team. To maybe it's them out it's trying to shift some out. Trying to shift some out, and are the likes of Safari Moore, who's only just come in, you know, a lot of these players have only just come in. You know, Ryan Edwards, we know what he's been through, health-wise, and he's not been the best this season. I'm not saying it's down to that, but he's he's, he's not been playing the best. Gary's always been injured, so it's not going to be an easy job to move players on. And I don't I I don't know, but I don't think the budget was stretched to having 11 defenders in the team you know, and that's about the young pros as well that's where Argyle are going to have to shift things around Harry Burgoyne is not coming back yeah. on loans.
2: So that's a wage that Argyle had been paying players are going to have to leave and like I say in an attacking sense you know, Argyle are looking okay so I don't think there's too much tweaking needs to be done there I mean for goodness sake they've got a 12 goal top scorer and here we are in early December so you know, going forward and up front is, is okay it's good actually at the moment but defensively, he's just just not good enough. So, it's an interesting one because I remember
1: speaking to you at the start of the season, Jack, and we talked about Argyle and, and their sort of hopes and aspirations for the season. And you, we talked about the, the loss of Sonny Bradley, but you didn't feel at the time it would be that big a loss, did you? You felt that there were enough centre backs out there in order to come in. Have you perhaps changed your view slightly? Well, well that's the thing. It's, it well, was no
0: disrespect to Sonny Bradley, because I thought he was a great player for Argyle, and you know a lot of fans after he left said, "Oh, was never that good," and I don't agree with that. I think he was a fantastic player for Argyle, and they're certainly missing him this season, but on the whole I still believe there are it's easier to find a better centre back than it is to be a stri- to striker but I've improved wrong on both those occasions somewhat this season because <laughs> I said you can't find a, a, a good goal scorer on a free transfer in deck. and I've just done that with Freddie yeah. Lagerpo so far but I still I still do genuinely believe it's easier to get a good centre back than it is to get a Got striker That was the so... you were looking for though Steve, Yeah it, it was I wanted to answer on the podcast that was the whole, the whole point of that question <laughs> Yeah you, you slightly proved me wrong there
1: Interesting that you both Refer to centre backs though. I mean, Jack, you actually mentioned earlier in the podcast as well the right back issue. You said Joe mm, Riley's come yeah. into a bit of form recently. Um, do you think that those positions will be addressed, or,
0: or do you think Gary Sawyer coming back will help on the left hand side and Joe can do a job? on I right? think right back needs to be addressed. Joe Riley's done okay. I mean, he, he was he was all right on he was all right on um, on Saturday, but again, he, he was a bit going forward. It's the defensive side of these defenders that, that are lacking. You know, I don't know how long Joe Wally has on his contract. I don't know how long Tophari Moore has on his contract. They might have two-year deals. I have no idea. Um, in which case, it will be even harder to ship them out. You know, the one hard thing about it is, you know, on paper, when they were signing like Tophari Moore and Ashley Smith-Brown, I thought, wow, what, what fantastic yeah. signings have they it been? They money for two-year um, the yeah, well. They come from Man City and Arsenal. This is a sign that Argo are back mm-hmm. on the up. They're signing young, exciting players. So it's hard to then blame the scouts, Derek Adams... For saying they're not performing Because we all thought They would be on paper Great players But I I still think Right back needs addressing If you can get a versatile defender That can play centre back Right back Even even better
1: Yeah Chris You spoke to Matt Macy After the game on Saturday Can't have been easy For the Arsenal goalkeeper Um, He's conceded A fair few goals this season But fair play to him on Saturday Mm. He came out Having had a a, a poor game By his standards I'd imagine Mm. He fronted up to the press And he was quite emotive With what he said to you
2: He was Yeah And it's where You know we are in a fortunate position, and, and you know where we we get to see the players after the game and talk to them. And uh, you know, Matt Macy was was very honest and uh, fair play to him for that. Um, you know, he held his hands up and admitted that he, he should have done better for uh, certainly the second goal, maybe the first goal as well. Um, and uh, I've written a piece for it, which has gone onto the Plymouth Live website today, and I, I'd encourage Argyle fans to to read it because. You know here he is. he's a lone player from Arsenal. Um, there is going to be a perception rightly or wrongly that um, you know lone players don't really care you know they they're, they're happy playing games, getting experience, but they don't really care about the club that they're they're, they're playing on loan for and and Matt was 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 very um, frustrated, annoyed you know with himself with the performance and the way goals have been going in lately. And he says he, he does. He does care about Argyle. He's been welcomed at the club. He wants to not only play but make a difference and help the team win games. He's he's not just here to get a few games to to give himself more experience. And um, yeah, he was he was refreshing in in the way he spoke about what he could have done better. He's promised to come back stronger. You know, deal with uh, setbacks and come back stronger. And um, yeah, he spoke well. And if he can. Um, sort of replicate that determination that he spoke with in the press conference in his performances going forward, then uh, good things will happen for him. So, um, yeah, it was it was interesting to talk to him and, you know, rest assured, Argyle fans, you know, um, if you go home on a Saturday night and you're frustrated and you're kicking this, that and the other in annoyance, um, we see the players afterwards. Um, they They feel the pain, you know, it's their livelihoods, it's their professions. Um, and um, yeah it 's not a nice experience. I mean it was a draw, but when you, when you heard Matt, it almost felt like Argyle had lost the game, but, but he felt that was
0: a game that Argyll should have won, and um, he felt partly responsible for the fact that they didn 't win it. I think it goes back as well to what you were saying about a leader you know with Luke McCormick when he was in goal you, when there 's not much noise in the crowd, you could really hear Luke McCormick shouting commanding now i don 't hear that from matt Macy i don 't hear that from many of the defenders you heard it from Gary Sawyer when he was in the team and I I I don't know maybe they are shouting but it's not quite as loud but you certainly don't hear it from where we're sat and you could hear it before And I think that's been part of the problem there's not much from what I can hear communication from the defenders and the goalkeeper and I I think that's possibly part of the problem.
1: Yeah another problem as well is is injuries of course I know they're part and parcel of football especially Um, Jamie Ness is the latest to pick up an injury what's the situation with him?
2: Um, He had a calf strain, which is, um, he's had a calf strain earlier in the season, not quite sure if it's a reoccurrence of that, um, but uh, did ask Derek Adams after the game about it, and um, he wasn't sure on a time scale, and let's be honest, he's, he's, you know, reluctant to to give too much details on how long injured players are going to be out with, but um, he said they were hopeful it was nothing too serious, so hopefully something that Jamie Ness can get back from um, it's such a shame because you know when Jamie Ness plays he, he contributes to the team but unfortunately for whatever reason um, injuries keep cropping up and um, he's not getting a regular run in the side it's, uh, it's, it's been one of several problems for, for Argyle this season.
0: And it's not just Ness is it, it's the three of them. It's having mm. Fox, Sarswich and Ness together. Yeah, they play really well together. Mm. As a, as a and cool every time one of them comes back, another one seems to get injured mm. or not. Yeah. So it's, it's, it must be
1: frustrating. They're the downsides then. Let's speak about more positive things. Um, you mentioned him earlier, Jack, Freddie, Laddapo. What a fantastic signing by uh, by Derek Adams. There's only Rochdale's Ian Henderson and Gillingham's Tommy Eaves with more goals than him in League One this season.
0: Yeah, like I said, I've been proved wrong because I've said many times, and I think most people probably agree with me, that finding a top striker on a free transfer is almost impossible. You know, it's a really hard thing to do. Um, uh, But he's playing with confidence at the moment, even when he's not playing particularly well in games, he still has that ability to finish goals. And I think for me, that's what a top striker is. You know, it's someone that doesn't always have to have the best of games, but has that ability to put the ball in the back of the net when they get one or two chances. Earlier in the season, um, he was missing some really clear-cut chances. He wasn't reacting particularly well to situations that were presenting themselves to him, whether it was by an opposition-defensive mix-up or a good pass. But now he is reacting to them. And, you know, 11 league goals by, what would be, we, the first week of December just just gone is remarkable. And, you know, four, of those, four he's had four braces this season. So he, quite often if he scores one, he's going to score another. And, yeah, he's just totally proved me wrong. And you know, Argo can keep him fit which hopefully they can because I don't think he's got a big record of being injured then um, then it, it, it can be one positive in what's been quite a hard season so far for Argyle right. and you know if a team's not defending well and they're not scoring that's when you really have issues but at least you have some sort of hope as a fan as a journalist as a manager as a team you know as, as teammates that you'll get chances and there is yeah. someone there that can put them away yeah Freddie
1: Ladipo for you Chris. Mm. Is it going to be an issue for our goal to keep hold of him in January? Well, I
2: mean, People are bound to be mm-hmm. sniffing around, aren't they? Yeah, any, anybody in the lower leagues who's scoring goals is going to come to the attention of other clubs. So you couldn't rule it out, could you? Let's be honest, um, because most of his 12 goals in all competitions have come in the last two months. I mean, he, he is on an absolute, uh, absolute tear at the moment. And, you know, if there's a club at a higher level that... Uh, Looking for a striker to help their promotion chances or what have you, or keep them in the, in the championship or whatever it might be, you know, he, he's going to be on people's radars. I mean, you can't deny that people are going to be looking at him. Um, I suppose what you'd say is that it's a relatively short period of time that he's been in good form. You look, last season he had a loan spell at South End, and it seems hard to believe he didn't score for South End. Yeah. Um, so people might be a little bit reluctant to sort of make judgments and, and Tried to sign him, say in January, and uh, they might want a bit of a bigger sample size before they uh, they, uh, they they go for him. But um, yeah, there's, there's always a possibility. I think mean, that is, you know, one of the arguments that Derrick Adams has always used about, you know, everyone talks about having a 20-goal season striker, and, and that's great and fantastic if you. But the problem is, is that 20-goal season striker is always likely to be poached by somebody else, and that's where Derrick Adams is always stressed the importance of sharing goals through the team. Mm-hmm rather than just having one player, because if that one player is either injured, as Jack said, or somebody signs in for January, and let's be honest, if there's a big check wave around in somebody's face that they're gonna go, then how do you make up the shortfall? So I think Derek Adams deserves a lot of credit as well because obviously you mentioned his his
1: record at South End last year, mm. and even at the start of this this year, you know mm. when, when he came to Argyle, it took him a while to get up and running, didn't it, in mm. terms of goals? But mm. you know we were speaking about possible you know strike pairings up front, but yes. he's stuck with Adapo. Yeah, and he's really reaping the rewards from that.
2: Man. He is, and he's stuck with a central stri- playing a central striker, and I know it frustrates and annoys lots of fans, and they want to see Taylor and Adapo up front, and you know I can understand that to a degree, but. The, the way Argyle are playing attacking wise at the moment, it, it is working. Um, you know they're not converting as many chances as they could do, but you know they scored four at Scunthorpe, didn't they? You know they've scored three against Bradford. They've scored goals. It, the defence is the problem. So. You know, you don't want to tinker too much with the with the attacking play at the moment because it is working. You know, better finishing would be would, would help. But um, what, what
0: team wouldn't say that though? But what team? Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, well, one thing I would argue. You know, in our goals, one thing having their armour is Deham can point out that them. Freddy offer does come. You know, they don't want him to go. Look at Jake Jervis. You know, he. I think the two are quite similar in some ways. The fact they're both quite young, but they moved around to so many different clubs. Ladipo's settled under Adams, he's scoring goals. And, you know, that's, that's a big selling point. And mm. you look at Jake Jervis, who went to Luton and it looked like a good move, and now he's been shipped out to AFC Wimbledon. You look at Ben Perrington, who I know is not a striker, but went to Rotherham now, he's at AFC Wimbledon. Leaving our goal doesn't always seem to work for these players. And that, that's something that you know, Derek Adams, I'm sure, will sell to any players that might be tempted for, for a move elsewhere. Yeah. Chris, you touched on the point
1: of um, if anything was to happen with, with mm. Freddie and where the goals would come from. Joel Grant seems to be having a good run of form at the moment, yep. but he seems to be the only other one really that's
2: chipping in with any any goals. Yeah, Joel Grant's got three and nine, so that's um, that's a decent return. I think he's shown showing a bit of consistency at the moment. Um, you know, Ruben Lemire has, has scored goals this season, but he's struggling to get himself into the starting lineup. Um, so he's coming off the bench quite a bit, often in the closing stages of, of the game. Uh, you know Grant Carey, I thought had a had a decent game on Saturday. I thought that was one of his better games yeah. of the season. Was very unlucky with a free kick which uh, hit the post, uh, took a slight deflection and hit the post. So uh, I, I thought the the three behind Ladepo of Joel Grant, Carey and Sarsovik, all were were industrious, busy. Looked as though they had an a, attacking a threat about them. So um, yeah, I was I was quite encouraged with our goals, attacking play, three goals, at, at, and I suppose you have to say this is against bottom of the table Bradford. But they did get three goals. The Bradford keepers made two or three really good saves, including one excellent double save in the second half. Carey's hit the post. There's been two or three other chances as well. They had, you know, ten good chances in that game. Now, if you can consistently create ten good, not just half chances, but good chances, then um, good things
0: should happen. Although... You know, then you go back to the fact that Arvel scored three at home. They should never not be winning that game. The thing about that game is, if that was a top of the table clash between Portsmouth and Sunderland, everyone would be raving about it. Oh, well, that's a fantastic Arvel for League One football. What a great game! Because it's against two teams that are in the bottom four, there's almost a, a different sort of feeling towards yeah. it. But if we take away the league position, it was a cracking game. Mm. Yeah.
1: Just to end it, then guys, was it a point game or two drop for you? Oh, two drops. Yeah. Two jobs Yeah. Two when, two you dropped, get, when, yeah.
2: You, when you get three goals at home, uh, I know they came back <laughs> in behind three times, which is good. Yeah. And, yeah how Bradford are bottom when they've got Owen Doyle and, and all the various exactly. people they've got that. That's, uh, that's for the Bob Bradford city podcast, isn't it? But, yeah. um, no, they should have won that. Points dropped. Mm. Chris, you spoke to Simon Hallett mm. last week as well. He's been over from America. Very yeah. vocal in his support, of Derek Adams, isn't he? Very, very vocal. Yeah. It was a good chance to sit down with him. I had, um, 20 minute chat with him. I spoke to his wife, Jane as well, afterwards as well. So, um, a a good chance to sort of discuss a number of subjects the the grandstand obviously the transfer window all sorts of things Um, but you know asked him about the manager and yeah he came out in very strong support of him um, said he was a great believer and and explained why he feels that um, he's such an important part around the club and and the, the vision that they have going forwards and the strive for excellence that if you talk to anybody connected with Argyle whether it's Simon Hallett, Michael Dunford whoever they stress we are s- striving for excellence now people can laugh at that and people can mock that and people can say well this that and the other you can't do it on a shoestring and whatever but you know we strive for excellence in the podcast don't we? we, <laughs> we do don't, we don't even yeah. know <laughs> we, we do <laughs> <laughs> we, we, so but he Derek Adams is, and I've tried to articulate this in podcasts before. He is more than just the first team manager; yeah. he is a real focal point of that football club. And um, whether some fans like it or not, he has, you know, a strong position and is well respected by the board. So, um, I think Simon Haller has, has made it clear that, you know. Certainly for the foreseeable future, you know, there, there won't be any change in manager. He sees Derek Adams as a very important asset for, for Argyle going forward. Of course, re- results, you know, dictate everyone's futures in football. And, you know, if Argyle won a really bad run, then they might have to reconsider. But, you know, there's, there's no indication, is there, when you read what
0: Simon Hallett had to say, that... that, that you know, Derek Adams isn't going to be here for a, for a considerable period of time yet. I mean, I was the impression I got from reading the piece that even if Argo got relegated, who, who better to take Argo back up than Derek Adams? That was sort of the vibe I got from Simon Hallett. Yeah. Now, if you've been beaten five new every week, that's doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I, Results change things,
2: but as we sit here now, you know, Derek Adams has, has got a good relationship with Simon Hallett and the new chairman. I, I, I can't see things changing in the near future.
1: The interesting thing as well is um, you spoke about budgets as well and transfers. Um, Simon Hallett's come out and said that a discussion could be had about potential budget adjustments mm. should Derek Adams need it, which which is an interesting thing to say because we mm. all know what managers are mm. like. They always want more, so I'm sure that there'll be a, an incoming phone call for Simon Hallett soon perhaps.
2: Yeah, I don't think there's going to be pots of money. I don't think they'll be splashing out, you know, Hundreds of thousands here, there, and everywhere, and it will but be again, interesting it will to see be, our players.
1: If, if Derek Adams spots like a non-league gem that he mm. thinks could be a, a real player, mm. and there's like you know, yeah. they cost thirty, forty,
2: fifty grand, that perhaps could be what he's talking about. Might, Maybe, yeah. It will be interesting to see because um, there will be players leaving. There's no doubt about that in January. So that's going to free up some cash. So you're going to have that money to work with, and then that's within the budget. And then. It, Simon Hallett, Hallett has certainly opened the door that if Derek Adams feels a need or an opportunity arises, then they would consider it. He, he didn't say, yes, we'd do it, but he said they'd consider it and look at it. And having said what he did about Derrick Adams and spoken so strongly for him, you'd be then surprised if Derrick Adams asked for something that was a, a realistic thing to ask for, if, if it was then turned down, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be an important, um, important month, January, because Argyle do need to strengthen that squad. Yeah,
1: I hope none of you have got holiday planned, because I do think we're going to be in for a yes busy time, <laughs> busy week, week indeed. Yeah. Mm. Finally, then, guys, mm. um, Jack, come to you. Rochdale up next. Argyle come up against former player Keith Hill. I'm not even going to ask you if you remember Keith Hill because I know what the answer going to be.
2: I wasn't, I wasn't there to watch him play. <laughs> <laughs> He was he was a decent player, wasn't he, back in his day, Chris? He, he was, yeah, and uh, and a pretty decent manager as well. Yeah. Uh, he's gone on to be, uh, he's had two spells at Rochdale. He, he had some time at Barnsley, I think it was, where it didn't work out, but uh, at Rochdale. Yeah, back to Rochdale. He, he does a fantastic job. They've got Ian Henderson up front, their captain, who scored goals regularly last season. And as you mentioned, Stu, earlier on in the podcast, he's doing that this season as well. So, um, you know, they 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 are a tough team to beat, and um, it hasn't been a happy. Hunting ground in the past, Spotland Argyle have had some some poor games, poor results. So we can remember one from last season, mm-hmm. can't we, Jack? And, uh, and I can think of a couple of others as well. Although, on the flip side to that, I have seen Argyle promoted by winning a game at Scotland, <laughs> although that was in 2002, so quite, a while. Up those quite a while I think looking,
0: I had a brief look before I came into mm-hmm. the pop-ups. I think that was the last time Argyle won there. Yeah, I really? can yeah,
2: really? They haven't had a great record there over the years. Uh, but, um, you know. Attacking-wise, I think they can score goals. They can go up there and score goals. Defensively, they're going to need to hopefully do plenty of work in training this week and uh, see if they can come up with a way to, to tighten things up at the back. Because uh, Ian Henderson's the second top scorer in the league, yeah. up against yeah. Argyle's defence, which has conceded 40 goals in 21 league games, second-worst record in the division. You know, Ian Henderson's going to be looking forward to playing against Argyle, isn't he? As much as probably Ladapo, Ladapo's looking forward to, to playing against any opposition at yeah, the moment.
0: It's quite funny, isn't it? The three of the League One's top goal scores Tom Eaton yeah. was struggling Gellinian. Mm-hmm. Henderson was struggling Rochdale. And no. Ladapo was struggling Argyle.
1: And it really dispels that whole myth about 20 goal-a-season strikers well, also, being... Well, Argyle, especially under
0: Adams. Argyle have never particularly had great success when they've had it yeah. 20. When they had Ruben Reed, we didn't get promoted. Well, Argyle didn't get promoted. You know, he leaves... And then I'll go share the goals around more and they get promoted. So yeah, you know, Adam's management is a perfect example of how having a 20-season goal scorer yeah. doesn't always lead to success. Well, Chris is right, you know. So if you become over-reliant on that 20-goal-season striker
1: and you're not getting goals from elsewhere then it's really going to dry up isn't it yeah so. it's,
2: it's, it's a great you know it, I'm sure everyone would rather have a 26 year season striker and goals from elsewhere well. but it doesn't guarantee you in its own yeah. right a successful season that's right so Jack thoughts on Sassley have you been to uh,
0: Scotland before I have last season and don't remind me about that because that was when our hopes of covering games in the, uh, the playoffs were dwindling away yeah I have been it's, it's you always say in a way you want a point, but Arsenal need to start winning games. You know they need to start beating the teams around them, so they need to try and win on Saturday. No, they they did close to the gap on Saturday, didn't they? Down to by a point, four, points, points, you're think, done four so. points, but they need to start winning games. You know, yeah. you, and you've got to look at teams around you, whether that's home or away. So yeah, for me, they need to win on Saturday. Indeed.
1: Right, well that's all we've got
0: time for this week. Thanks to Jack and Chris for joining me. Thank we'll you, be Back
1: again with more of the same next week.